Eagles Entertainment. Hello, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. It's Friday, and we're less than one week away from the 2020 NFL Draft. And on the podcast today, a special edition, we're going to try to dissect some of the things that Howie Roseman and Andy Weidel said in a conference call on Thursday with Philadelphia reporters. We'll bring Adam Kaplan in in just a bit to help look for clues and to find out the latest rumors, because there are a lot of them. And do any of them have any weight as it pertains to the Eagles? First, though, Andy Weidel, Vice President of Player Personnel, Howie Roseman, Eagles General Manager. We know they're going to be working from home. They were asked about that, and we're going to go deep on Monday into the background of the Eagles and the setup they have for the draft. The other topic that was really evident in this 45-minute conference call was this, the wide receiver position. Wentz back. Wentz steps up. Here comes the rush. He is going deep, and it is caught. And in for a touchdown, Deshaun Jackson! Yeah, so the Eagles have Deshaun Jackson, and they have Alshon Jeffrey, and they have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and they've got Greg Ward, and... They've got questions. And the overwhelming sentiment out there is that the Eagles will go wide receiver at number 21 in the first round. We'll see about that. The Eagles really didn't tip their hand at all in the conference call with reporters, but they were asked a lot of questions. One of them this, why is it so hard to evaluate the wide receiver position? Weidel gave his answer. Sure. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, time will tell with this draft class, as with each class. Um, but it's, it's an exciting class. There's different flavors, obviously, different types of receivers. And there's plenty of them in this draft and at every level, we feel. So um, we're excited. Uh, our scouts have done a great job getting to know these players, stacking the board. We had an excellent round of meetings last week with our coaches. And everybody had a chance to voice their opinion. And, uh, you know, we're excited about the strength, the depth, and uh, the level of players that are in this draft at the receiver position. It's case by case. Um, I think it's getting to know the players. Um, and, I, and I think it's just, you know, what you see, the vision of the player. There's a lot of things that come into play uh, when you're evaluating receivers as, as in any position in, in this business. Another question from the media, what qualities will the Eagles look for in wide receivers? Both Weidel and Roseman answer the question yeah i think it's it's just you know time speed and play speed and i, and I think you talk about when you're watching a guy play and uh you know the, the sometimes the 40 times don't match up with the play speed but a lot of times you got to come back to uh what you see on tape are they running by people consistently do they create gaps of separation um i think those, those are all things and, and it's evident when you do tape study on players and you see sometimes the quality of the defensive backs uh the players go up against um but there's, there's a lot of fast receivers in this draft. And, uh, you know, the, the play speed, I remember uh, when I, my time with the Steelers, Coach Knoll talked about, they always talked about, uh, Chuck Knoll talked about play speed and play strength it is different than time speed and, uh, you know, measured strength sometimes. So yeah, I think all those things, they go into, um, you know, the equation when you're factoring these players and, uh, and how they run. 
Howie? And, you know, Elliot, I think Andy makes a great point. You, you see all the time that a guy may run a 4-4, but then he gets in pads and he doesn't play to that time speed and, and the opposite. You know, I know we tell our scouts all the time, I, I don't know that there's a faster guy in pads that I've ever seen in my 21-year career than Deshaun Jackson. You know, and that's not, he didn't run the fastest 40. So I, I think that we got to make sure that we're evaluating that. And, you know, Jeffrey, I think it was last year or the year before, talked about all this data that we have. And that's what we're trying to also merge. You know, you have um, this RIFD data that gives you the speed to guys. So we try to balance what they're running at the combine and also the speeds that we have collected. And I think that that's what we're trying to figure out to make sure that these guys aren't just good testers, uh, that they play fast in their pads, that we see it on tape. And then we, we use it like a seesaw. We kind of make sure all that information is, is even and out as we go through our final grades. At the end of the day, though, the Eagles really didn't want to give up much. And certainly Roseman didn't want to be pinned into a corner as he was asked about the depth of this wide receiver class. It's happened in the past where Roseman has talked about, oh, how the depth of the defensive line was very strong, and then the Eagles didn't draft one until late in the draft. So he didn't want to get anything on record saying that the wide receiver class was in any way extraordinary, even though the draft Knicks out there say it is. Well, you know, fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Is that how the saying goes? You know, we've been in this situation a couple of times back with uh, strong classes, and I think it's come back to bite me to talk about it. So I would just say, you know, what we're doing is we're trying to stack the board based on the quality of the player. Um, obviously, there's some positions that have more depth than others, and uh, I know a lot of uh, other people have had the opportunity to talk about uh, that specific position in that class, but you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say just because there's a perceived position of strength that that's where we're going we're gonna to choose from. That's all we want to get into with wide receivers. We'll talk with Adam Kaplan in a moment here about what might be going on out there in the world of rumors. I think one of the interesting things here is that with the truncated pre-draft period, the Eagles only able to get a few of their top 30 visits into the NovaCare complex before it was all shut down due to the COVID-19 global pandemic. Will teams opt on the side of taking the cautious draft pick versus making a risky selection? This is a question that Roseman was asked. And while he didn't have the most outrageous answer, it does bear listening to a safe pick versus taking a risk. Well, I'd say, and and Andy, you can step in whenever. I'd say that it's credit to our, our scouts, our coaches, everyone in the building who's really taken this time to know these guys as well as they can. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot of players in this draft who are sick and tired of seeing 215 numbers come up on their phone and to have these conversations because guys are taking it as their responsibility uh, whether it's scouts, whether it's coaches, to make sure that they know everything about these guys, to make sure that they're getting their work done, to know as much as they'd know it if they had them in person. So that's just a credit to our staff and the job they're doing led by Andy. The fact of the matter is that the Eagles, like every other NFL team, they've been forced to do teleconferencing with prospective draft picks. And during that time, they've gotten to know the player. Players aren't in a rush 
to go to the next interview. They've got an allotted time with the Eagles, and the Eagles, says Weidel, are making the most of that time to further their evaluation. I think a lot of the, the feedback is it's more one-on-one um, that we're getting is in our coaches and our scouts talking to players. And as we've done it, I think it's it's just you feel you're one-on-one in the room and you're alone. And uh, you get 60 minutes, I think, is, is what's mandated by the league. We have to be inside a 60-minute window. And uh, it, it gets a chance to for, for people to really reveal themselves even more so. Uh, they're not going to be going off to another department and, and, and meeting with other people. It's just one-on-one, you and the player. And it, it gives them a chance to, to more so bear their soul and, and who they are and, and really get to know the, the person um, more so. And then here's another question to answer. Because of the remote locations that all of these NFL teams are facing and the technology challenges, will it be more likely that fewer trades will be executed in this draft? Roseman doesn't think so. You know, I, I know that we're having the same conversations around the league that we always do, you know, a, a week out from the draft and the communication. Um, you know, we got a great group of, of GMs and, and guys that uh, really do a great job communicating with each other, talking to each other. It, it's a fraternity. So a lot of that conversation is happening now. And I think a lot of it depends on just how it goes and, and where people are and what people want to do. And, um, you know, I don't think that there's going to be a lack of communication because we're, we're communicating on the phone during the draft anyway. You know, we all have each other's phone numbers. We all have multiple phone lines. So um, I think that there'll be the same level of communication because that doesn't change. That's the one thing that's that's not going to change. When we're in our draft room and we're talking to the Jets, you know, that's that's not face-to-face interaction anyway. You know, it's Joe Douglas picking up the phone and calling us. Um, Joe, call us. We're here. Yeah, you know question about about 2015 and some of my experiences and you know I, I know that we've talked about the 2014 draft and um, right away that dynamic trade changed in the trade market um, with trade that happened in the top 10 and then the price went up and uh, then you know we had gone through a bunch of mock scenarios and and we had a worst case scenario and a best case scenario and so you got to be prepared for the worst case scenario you've got to stack the board in the way that you would be comfortable taking the 21st player on your board, not, you know, hope. And we, we say this a lot, you know, hope's not a strategy. We have that sign hanging up, but not hoping that someone's going to fall to you. And so we'll, we'll expect the worst and hope for the best. And then we'll make sure we understand as the draft is going on, what's going on, you know, what, what's going on in the trade market, um, what people are getting, what people are looking for, where the run has begun, uh, where our board drops off and, that's one of the things that always makes draft day exciting and gives you butterflies, just like you're doing anything. You know, it, it's, it, it's something unpredictable will happen. There's no, no, no way it will come off. It, it's happened to me only once that, you know, kind of came off exactly the opposite of what you're hoping for, but um, we'll be prepared for every scenario. Certainly the Eagles want to get it right in rounds one and two. No question about it. That's where you generally get your most impact, but the Eagles also have an opportunity a bit later in the draft, four of the team's eight selections are in a 43-pick span between picks 103 and 146. Weidel thinks that is a spot where the Eagles can really make a difference. Yeah, those are great. We we have eight picks, and, and those eight picks are eight opportunities we look at. Um, we're excited. Third round, fourth round, second round, fifth round. 
Uh, we feel there's players on every level of this draft, and uh, we've stacked the board such. So we're excited for the, each pick and each opportunity that we're going to have. So that is the takeaways that I got from Roseman and from Andy Weidel. Let's bring in Adam Kaplan, Sirius XM NFL Radio, to talk about what he's hearing as far as the Eagles go in this 2020 NFL draft. Adam Kaplan from the Inside the Birds podcast, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Before we get into the rumor mill, what's your take on Howie Roseman and Andy Weidel? Did they give us any clue at all as to what they're thinking for April 23rd? Well, Dave, good to be with you. And it was interesting how, and you knew it was coming, questions about certain positions and Howie Roseman, the Eagles executive uh, VP of uh, uh, general manager, you know, he made it very clear that he's not going to go into that, talk about receiver, particularly people are so interested in it. Uh, yeah, but the, the, just, you know, they, they were talking, Howie's talking about, you know, doing mock drafts, which is something I've been interested in. You know, I know teams do them and Howie confirmed that and uh, trade scenarios and all that. And Andy Weidel talked about how they, they, um, they had the coaches involved in their scouting meetings last week. And that's typically what happens in, in early April. You get the coaches more involved, and they give their opinion after grading the tape. And, Dave, that's really what goes on the, the, the couple weeks. Now you're before the draft. You're, you're just finalizing everything. You have your draft board set, but there are tweaks that are going on, and that's probably what's going to happen over the next week. Adam, a lot of rumors out there, man, a lot of them. <laughs> One of them is that the Eagles are hot and heavy for C.D. Lamb, and another one that they love Justin Jefferson. And um, what to make of these? True, not true. People throwing it up against the wall and seeing if it sticks. Well, there was one rumor coming out of New York that was completely shot down by the Browns uh, of Odell Beckham Jr. being traded to the Vikings, or at least they were talking to them about it, and they shot that down. This year, particularly, it's been funny the last couple of weeks. I mean, there, there've been there've been these reports from people who don't cover the National Football League. That's the strange thing about it. Uh, look, anyone's entitled to report something, but you. Why is this happening? That, that would be my question. Why, why, why do these things keep coming up? But let, let's just address the receiver position, particularly the top three, C.D. Lamb, Jerry, Judy, whoever that order, each team. But by the way, Dave, the funny thing about talking to so many teams over the last couple of weeks, they don't see these players exactly the same. They're, you know, they're different. Henry Ruggs is the third guy. Uh, he's the speed guy of that group. And then there's a drop-off. Uh, the drop-off is just depend on how, depends on how you look at it and how the order is. But when it comes to C.D. Lamb, who you asked about, he gets a comparison, and, uh, and I've, I've asked a bunch of receivers coaches this, to DeAndre Hopkins. He's the closest player in this draft to that player because of the physicality, the effort, uh, just the overall talent level and the way that he plays. It's very similar, uh, Lamb, to Hopkins. Uh, but, again, if you look at these three receivers, the top guys, Lamb, Jerry Judy from Alabama, Henry Ruggs III uh, from Alabama, they're just all different. It just, And I think Mike Mayock talked about that uh, in his media briefing this week. He's the Raiders general manager. You know, they all, they all, they look, you know they, whatever you want, you could find in this draft. It, it, this is the type of draft it is. It's really an historic receiver draft. But I do want to mention and caution fans, you need to understand – they're only cert like if you want a speed guy. There, there's like three or four of them, depending on how you look at it. If you want now, if you want size in this draft, you could find that. There, there are a bunch of guys six two or over. Adam, I'm asking you this: Is there any legitimacy 
to the Eagles, loving C.D. Lamb, and maybe going up and getting him. I, I, I'll answer the latter part of it. I don't, I don't see them trading up to get that player. Now, let me preface by saying this. If one of those top three receivers would drop to, because you're picking at 21, let's say at 18, which I don't, I think the floor for any of those guys would be 15 to Denver. But if so, for some shocking reason one of them, them dropped, I think the Eagles would be in business around maybe 18 or 19. Only because we know last year with the trade up for Andre Dillard, you know, Dillard got to a certain point where you, you just have to do it. You're just using logic here, uh, Dave. You, you, a player gets to a certain point, you go, oh, my God, we got to go get this guy. Uh, again, I'm not expecting them to drop. But I, look, Howie Roseman's made it very clear. They, 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 they had 10 picks. They have eight. It's the first time in, in three years that they're going to release right now. They have over five picks. That's, you, know, you, you have these picks to use them, and I, I expect them to use a lot of these picks. Adam, if I had to hold you to it here, what are you thinking for the Eagles at 21? Wide receiver, cornerback. Both are needs. Uh, fans don't seem to agree with me at corner, but I, I don't see it the way that they do. It's never about how many guys you have. It's about how good are you at the position. They're just not good enough opposite Darius Slay. From the long term, they love Avanti Maddox, but to me, he was drafted as a slot corner. And if they have a chance to upgrade over over the, over him in terms on the outside, they'll do that. It just it depends on who's there at 21. Uh, receivers a need. Everyone knows. Anyone who follows the Eagles knows that they need at least two receivers out of this draft. Uh, they they need depth. They need speed. They, they could use some size for the future. They're, they're, this is the draft to do it, Dave. And I would expect if the Eagles keep at least eight of these picks. By the end of the seventh round, folks, you're going to be very happy with this draft. That's I, I just we'll see if I'm right, but I, I feel like they're going to address a lot of these needs that are not just for now; they're also for the future. And then last one. So if you list in whatever order, cornerback and wide receiver, is there a third position that the Eagles really want to address? Yeah, I think they'll address. And I know fans have been dying for this, and I've been against it for years, but uh, it's come to the point where they've got to do something at linebacker. It won't be in the first round because that would go against the way that Howie Roseman and uh, was really, really grew, you know, grew up in the game. You just don't draft linebackers in the first round unless they're Keekley, of course. Uh, I look, I could be surprised. I was surprised when I knew they were looking at a running back three years ago. You know, you'd never say never, but I think as early as the second round, that's where they'll look at linebacker. Uh, they, they, they've done it before with Michael Kendricks, I Dave. Well, he was a second round pick, right? That is correct. Pick. Right. That so that's a million that, years ago. Yeah, but you know, at least you have the you have the history of them doing it under Harry Roseman as the general manager. So I, I think there's a, there's a possibility of that I don't think there's any question. They that's the one true weak. The, the, the two the two positions as we you know where we exactly weak way or around there. The two positions that you have to look at where they have to they have to get better uh, are, are linebacker and wide receiver. It, but as I've learned in this business, the season does not start in April, so they've got time. Very good stuff, Adam Kaplan. Keep up the good work, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with you. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for putting this all together. Thanks to all of you for joining us once again. And if you are able to drop us a little rating, five stars, they help people find the podcast. So thank you very much for your feedback and your support. We're back on Monday with a really interesting deep dive into the way the Eagles are setting up this draft, this very remote, unusual, 
unique and challenging 2020 NFL Draft. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. Everyone, be safe and healthy out there. Can't wait to get everyone together for the 2020 Eagles season.